Microphones of Madness. Harley, what? We're playing Gamebusters BX Edition. Is your card uh, the two of clubs? We have everyone here, including Bane, apparently. <laughs> so, uh, you take it away, Bane. They only... They must have changed the schedule. All right, so a couple weeks have passed since the last episode where uh, Whistler and Jimmy went out on a night on the town and ended up doing a money run for Boss Cardone, and they met Boss Schultz in the flesh. Who knew nothing. Yep, as far as they knew, as far as Boss Schultz is concerned, they were just a couple of Goombas who delivered a package. Uh, meanwhile, it's taken it's taken some time for Doc to recover in that seedy hotel. Um, I'm assuming we all have our hit points back. Yeah, all your hit points are back. Um, give Doing uh, that week, um, I was going to run some errands. I'll just write up what I'm going to do that day, and I'll post it in the group. Yeah, that's fine. Other than eat up time. Yeah. <laughs> Or you can give us the the brief list of errands that you want to run because you know, it might be. I will after I write it up. Might be something usable. It definitely will be, but I just kind of want to get. Uh, give Doc the skinny on the XP, please. Oh, um, so Doc, we have a total of one thousand one hundred and thirty XP right now. Just so you know, for one thousand one hundred and thirty. Yeah. Wow. Last I had was uh, 255 so we really made quite a leap well no because we disrupted their operations enough for us to flag a experience cash nice good good 1130 thank you you should also have 391 uh, credits or dollars or whatever okay. dollars man gold pieces it's earth yeah wow. <laughs> Gold pieces, because it's you know XTSR. Even though this isn't TSR, but all right. No, it's OSR. Originally, the game was TSR. Yes. See, I should miss games more often. I got I leveled up all this all this XP, and I got rich. And you got rich. Nice. And I got I got to meet a. Uh, an old character of mine, which is, let me tell you, not metagaming. Oh, yeah. That, that you're like vigilante guy, right? Talking directly to your old characters is, you know, it's a feat. That's kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, he's like a vigilante, right? Like a rooftop. Uh... Yeah, so we, were, we ran into uh, Blackjack, who is a um, street-level vigilante. Cool. It's tough on crime. And we also ran into uh, Jack Bishop at, at at the Speakeasy, who is a rich playboy. Ah, what game are those guys from? Actually, uh, I was making time with a with a broad, <laughs> and he uh, Suzette he, he, Dupree of the yeah, had North Side Dupree's. Mm. Was my ticket out of this hole? So I have a grudge against Jack Bishop, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> but he said nothing about your nose. 
That's true. All right, so you guys are uh, healed up, convalesced. It was mutants and masterminds. Yeah, we, we ah, played we played cool, a game cool. of mutants and masterminds with Lehman Kessler, and uh, oh neat. Yeah, and that was uh, that was his character. Cool. Y'all, y'all never see my character because he's he was just too goofy. I didn't know Lehman uh, gamed. That's great. Yeah. Oh yeah, not as not as much as he used to. <laughs> These days, anyway. So you guys are convalesced. Uh, you're all meeting back up at Flows uh, because that is like you guys hang out. You don't have a base of operations except for that booth in Flows. Well, that's what Whistler was up to. He spends a day and goes out and does some shopping and sets up basically a safe house. All right. I posted. I put a little thing up with the deets in uh, our chat group, but he's going and setting up a safe house with cots and food and supplies and, and stuff right. like that. Well, I mean, if you guys want to meet up there instead of uh, all these all these planning sessions in the middle of public. Yeah, I'll get like three keys made so everybody can have their own key. All right. I'll, well, I'll contribute to that. Um, are we playing in the 20s or 30s? Uh, 27, to be exact. So, business is good. Um, one thing we might want to start saving up for is maybe but to buy a car <laughs> that would be that a good idea nice. that would be a good idea let me tell you real quick we could pick up an older model t runabout for 265 bucks be about three years old uh yeah i think so Something all right like well that. i can i can go and grab us a, an automobile as i know how to drive Having your own car would be handy. Uh, auto pickup truck, auto typical automobile brand spanking new is four bills. So let's pick up a used model. What page yeah. are we on? Uh, I'm on page uh, fifteen. It doesn't have a used one on here, but I'll say I'll say a used one. Uh, yeah, about two fifty. Get you a 16-foot fishing boat for 125 bucks. Wow. We'll take it out beyond the, the legal limit and have our own poker game. <laughs> Jimmy, are you a really good driver? I am because a really good driver. You think we should, uh, maybe we should get this, like, used car and then we should, like, soup it up. Like, you know, so it's it's got, like, really good horsepower and handling and all that. So if we really need it in a jam... It'll perform for you. Like throw a couple extra bills in it, and uh, take it to somebody who can um, get it all fixed up. So it's a real, you know, it's it looks it just looks like a heap, but it actually has it where it counts. Well, I'm assuming that since I one of my vocations is driving, that I'd be able to do that myself. Yeah, you could probably do it. Um, hold on a second here. Uh, let's see, Ford Model T, uh, from page 46, here's your stats. Oh. 
All right, I can just look at page 46. Yeah. Thankfully for you guys, it has a passenger total of three. So maybe that's like the rumble seat? Yeah. Oh, we want to sop with camel. (laughs) (laughs) Fucker triplane. Hell yeah. All right, Ford Model T. 36 hit points. Are the hit points in this, or hull points, sorry, are they like uh, equal to... Like ten hit points or something, uh, or is it just does not say same? that? It's just that's it's thirty six hit points. All right. Before before it uh, it has to be. Let's see. Vehicle that reaches zero hull points is destroyed. Vehicle with five minus five hull points is not repairable. Well, you know how like in some games, um, hull points are. You know, yeah, HP are, times ten. So right, because you're dealing with you know plates right. of steel and, and whatever. Right, right. But then but, you have weapons that are that are used specifically against vehicles. Right, right. So a shower of bullets wouldn't hurt it, but you know, the the appropriate. Tell that to Bonnie and Clyde. That's true. And then the ghost of Clyde Barrow appears before you and says, 36 hull points is 36 hull points. <laughs> so AC4. Um, move 170. Sorry. That's all right. Uh, could uh, cargo 100 pounds. Oh, so it's four. One pass one driver and three passengers. Is it right. four? Yeah. It's a dri- it's a crew, which would be the driver, and oh, then okay. three passengers. Alright. That's good, that's four. Then it's uh it's All right. got an actual back seat to it then. Alright, and then if if I you know while we're convalescing or whatever, I'll pick that up. So you said that was two fifty. Yeah, two fifty. We'll say two fifty for a used one. All right. Uh, and since it is used, uh, up the armor class by one. So instead of a. Well, I was gonna. Five, I was gonna like put money into oh. that. Oh well, then you would want to bring the armor class down. So I have a hundred and forty bucks I can spend. Okay. To uh, to soup it up, so to speak. So let's. If I wanted to bring the armor class down to like three, and maybe tack on a little like uh, hull points. <laughs> tack on some hull points and stuff, kind of. Yeah. Um, we're gonna call that. We're gonna call that driving saves. Okay. Um, and I'm gonna say for. Uh, like 50 bucks, five hit points. So a hit point for every 10 bucks if you, if you pass. Okay. And, um, speed, uh, I will come up with something on the fly. All right. So my driving is also a vocation. So is that a minus four as well? Yep. All right. So, to um, 
So let's do the the armor class first. All right. So we are in some old school gaming shit right here. I'm gonna buy this car and I'm gonna all right add uh, shit that's so, not in the game. All right. So I, I hit it on the nose with eleven. Okay. So I wanted to bring that down. How much is it to bring it down per? Uh, I'm gonna say seventy five per rank. All right. So I'm gonna do one. Okay. And I'm just gonna make a note. In case I want to do some more later. Let me do the math here. So I know if I can do this. All right. All right. So I have 65. Um, Would you guys rather have speed or hit points? If we throw more money at it, can we have both? Yeah. I'm sure we can. Because I, I, my character, Doc hasn't really spent any money, so uh, I'm, I could throw some money at it, too. I mean, you guys got some money. You sure you don't want to, like, also grab some more guns or something? I don't know. I, uh, I, I mean, I'm not really the... I got a, uh, I got a pistol, like a holdout pistol. I, I wouldn't mind picking up a Tommy gun. Okay. I just bought a gun. That, I figure with the rent and everything on our little safe house, a hundred dollars would get us that whole place for about six months. Yeah, I think I think it's like twenty bucks a month, something like that. Yeah. Uh, do, do, do submachine gun. That's gonna run you two hundred bucks, brand new. Like, go to my guy, Sai. Get it for a hundred and fifty. Okay. With the serial number filed off. Perfect. Uh, submachine gun, 1D8. You can fire it twice per round. It's got 25 rounds of ammo in the in the magazine. Because apparently it uses the box clip rather than the drum. Alright, so I'm going to roll to see if I can um, give myself another 5 hit points. I'm sorry, stick mag. And I rolled a 14. Okay. So, I'm going to have 41 hit points. And I am, I've got 15 bucks to my name. 41 hit points? For the car. Oh, for the car? Yeah. It's like, did you just level up? What happened? Damn, 41 hit points. You'd be like a god in this game. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, now our our car is harder to hit, and if when it does hit, it, it's got a little bit of armor. Stand there, let people shoot you. Come on, take cover behind the car. <sighs> there we go. Yeah, basically to add. I would say I would say because it's a car to lower the armor class what you've done is you've added some performance enhancements you bored out the engine and shit like that so it, it changed fixed this tweaked the suspension or something because it's a little more maneuverable and you can serpentine and shit mm-hmm. and it makes yeah. it harder to hit and I took a bunch of phone books and put it in the void between the plates <laughs> yeah poop poop 
All right, so you guys are sitting there at the uh, at the safe house. Uh, apparently, it has a little garage area, and uh, Jimmy's been tinkering with the car. Does the car have a name? It will mm-hmm. eventually. Okay, it'll come to us. Oh, yeah, it does have a name. I'm going to name it after the uh, Body Count song. It's called Cop Killer. (laughs) Cop Killer. You haven't killed any cops. That you know of. All right, so you guys are there. um, Hanging out. Yeah, you got uh, got some tins of beans and stuff like that you can eat. Lying low. Lying low in the safe house. Nobody knows where the safe house is, so you're not going to get unexpected visitors. What's the um, what's the word on the street um, in regards to um, Carbone and uh, his organization and what they're doing in reaction to the Lucky Gang? Oh, they're, they're still looking around for the Lucky Gang, trying to figure out... Um, what it is, you know, that they need to discover. They, they, you know, you guys have have thrown them for a loop. Uh, they're looking for Lucky. Lucky's nowhere to be found because he's not in town. They apparently do not suspect you guys have any involvement. So they're they're just kind of like fumbling around in the dark, trying to figure out who the Lucky Gang is. Uh, especially since you guys, you and, uh, Whistler did a job for Cardone. You guys are kind of off the list at, at, of suspicion at the moment. Because it's like, why, why would they just take the job and do the job? Because it got back to Cardone and his people that you guys did finished the job. You went straight to the address, dropped it Suckers. off. Everything's yeah. in good standing. So, but now we know where the address is. Can we stake out the address and see what the pattern is for their for their uh, drops? Uh, yeah, you guys can do that. I'd like to do that. Okay. Everybody going with you, or are you guys gonna like split up? Or yeah, do it in shifts because we don't want to be. Okay, you guys. Uh, I'm gonna head to the diner. Okay, you just come and get me diner. when it's my shift. Okay, you head over to the diner, and we'll get to that in a minute. Um, so you guys are sitting there, you're watching. Give me observation saves. Whoever's on the who's on the first shift? I'll go. No, I failed. Uh, you don't see anything out of the ordinary. From from your vantage point, it's just pretty much a house. You don't see anybody really coming or going. Uh, nothing out of the ordinary. What about Doc? What shift are uh, you on? I guess I'll take second shift. Okay. And uh, so, let's see. Uh, observation rats. I failed it by one. All right. Yeah, that's just a house in a neighborhood. House in a neighborhood. Yeah. Yep. 
All right. And then at that point, I'll uh, when my shift is over, I'll go get ja- I'll trade off with Jackie, Whistler. All right. So Whistler, you go to Flows while uh, while the first two shifts are going on. Yeah. All right. You take up a spot in uh, your usual booth, which is always open for some reason. <laughs> uh, uh. Flo comes over and is like, "Where's your Where's your crew, Whistler?" Uh, out running errands, as far as I know. Ah, well, what do you need? Uh, coffee and a Reuben. You got it. Cool. She comes back later. Um. Uh, says, "Oh yeah, you know, you guys have been gone for a little while. Um, somebody mm-hmm. left this note for you." Oh boy. I'll take it. All right, you take it. You may now add a note to the inventory to your inventory. Okay. What's it say? Uh, press press start to view note. <laughs> uh, it says uh, it's actually addressed to Jimmy. Oh well, then I'll but but it's from Smitty. Mm. Uh, and it says, "Meet me." At the 13th Street Pier. Uh, it's actually uh, tonight. Oh. Is is the date on it. Uh, there's, a, there's a shed for uh, the old Harbor Master shed. Uh, just meet me there. Knock three times. I'll let you in. I'll hand it off to Jimmy when he comes and gets me for my shift. All right, Jimmy, you get to flows. Whistler's sitting there. He's finishing up his Reuben. It was delicious. Flo, give me some ham and eggs. You got it, Jimmy. And a little bit of the Irish. Jimmy, you got this note. I'll toss it at him. This fucking guy. I guess we're going to go to the docks tonight. It doesn't say come alone, does it? No. It's almost like Smitty expects you to bring the boys. Hmm. Alright. Looks like we got ourselves a job. Do you want to meet us there after your shift? How far away is the safe house from the docks? I'm assuming it's pretty far yeah, away. Yeah, it's yeah, it's on the opposite side of town. Right now, I would say that it, this is during docks shift. And then, what time are we supposed to meet him? Uh, eight o'clock. And it's probably what mid afternoon now. Yeah, uh, mid afternoon. Yeah. We can pick up tomorrow. So we'll wait for Doc. So, 
So how should... are you guys actually staking the place out? I mean, are you uh, are you stealthing it? Are you guys just like sitting in the car? Or are you taking a bus up and watching the house? How, how are you doing it? I was in the car. Okay. Are you taking the car with you when you leave? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess I uh, I'll Can't I'll trust up. gangsters around my my, my auto. I'm not a gangster. I'm a medical professional. I was talking about um, the Germans. <laughs> oh. All right. Well, I'm just going to hang out across the street if there's a place I can uh, just be nonchalant and uh, try to just blend in uh, and uh, observe quietly. All right. Um, what is what is your uh, dexterity? Uh, my dexterity is ten. All right, you're kind of standing around, you know, looking like uh, just a, a shiftless layabout. Yeah. There's and, you a, know, since I, there's a couple since of I, those guys. Yeah. Yeah. Well, since I failed my observation, maybe I got bored and wandered off. That sounds like a very doc thing to do. All right. So, uh, you know, maybe that's that's why he failed. You know what I mean? Like, he's like, oh, well, yeah, I've been here forever. Uh, I'll just, it can't hurt to just wander down over here and uh, do this. And, oh, uh, while I'm out here, I might as well do that. And, so I'll just, um, you know, uh, I'll do. I'll, that'll explain my failure to uh, to make my observation roll. I'll just kind of, kind of be uh, not the best uh, sentry. Okay, that's fine. That that works. That works. So uh, yeah, fast forward time a little bit. It's getting later in the afternoon. I'm gonna say it's like seven o'clock now. All right. When does my shift end? Um. Oh, probably right about now. All right. Uh, I mean, I so just I'll... just to remind you guys, you guys like, you know, took that took that run at like two in the morning. Right. All right. So now uh, my shift is ending. So I'll wait a little bit for Whistler. And see if he turns up. Yeah, I'll head out and take my shift. All right. No, you don't want to take your shift. We got to go to the docks. Oh, uh, you, you want me to go to the Okay, well, then I'll get Doc and say. Uh, we'll go we swing have a... by and grab him. Okay. Okay. Uh, you're standing on the corner there. All right. About half a block up from the house. Uh, car pulls up. It's it's Jimmy and, and Whistler. Uh, all right. Now, all three of you give me observation rolls. I made that. Failed. Made it. All right. Uh, Jimmy and Whistler, uh, you see, you see what looks like movement at the curtains of the house. Like someone peeking out. Like someone peeking out. Are they looking at us? That part you couldn't tell. It's just like you look over at the house, you know, just to take the cursory glance because you guys are staking it out, and you pretty much just see the curtains close as you, as you, you know, your eyes focus on the house itself. Anybody else on the street? Uh, no, a couple of, you know, a couple of winos. Nobody, nobody else. You know, it's it's not the best of neighborhoods. 
in, right. in good even in good times. So let's pick up Doc. Circle the block. See see if anything else goes down, and then head to the docks. You, you catch Doc like just making it back up the street <laughs> from uh, wherever he was. Yeah, Doc's been shirking his his responsibilities. Hey, Which fellas! Way? I clamber into the car. I've been watching that place like a hawk all day. I don't think there's anybody in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there is a, there is a sedan under the carport, by the way. No one's coming or out of that car. I don't think there's anybody in there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been I've been watching that place like you know, like Dick Tracy or something, but uh, nothing going on. All right, well, we got to go to the dock. So, like I said, we're going to circle around dock. once, make a uh, make a, a, a just another a last look, and then head to the docks. Okay, yeah. Why are we you... going to the docks? I hand him the note. Hmm. All right, well, that would explain that. Right to the docks. All right, you head over to the docks. You find yourself a parking space. Oh, do we see anything? Oh, we no, no, nothing. Right. Nothing nothing out of the ordinary. You guys have been looking at that house all day, and it's pretty much the same. Uh, so you can make it down to the docks, get to the 13th Street Pier. Maybe we've won a free cruise. Uh, 13th Street Pier has not been used for much of anything in quite some time. Uh, it's a little rickety. Occasionally, during the day, people fish off of it, stuff like that. But uh, it does, you know, no ships berth up there. No, uh, you know, there's no warehouses nearby. It just kind of sticks out into the into the bay. I guess you could say it gets only periodic use. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> you going to fit me with some cement galoshes after that? No. <laughs> no. Because <laughs> you have apparently found the key to humor. Ah. Nah, 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 nah. Wharf jokes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's gone from bad to wharf. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, there is a fish odor wafting in from the water. Uh, you see out in the distance a couple of boats. You know, their lights are on. Maybe some guys doing some night fishing, or maybe it's a rum run. Who knows? They're a little far out. Uh, you make your way down the pier. Boards creaking under your feet. Uh, you get to you get to the old harbor master shack. Uh, it's dilapidated, run down. It's like hard to believe that Smitty would want to meet here. Uh, give me some observation saves again. I failed. Hey, I made this one. Um, yeah, Doc. Me you, too. You made it too, Doc and Whistler. 
You smell powder. Like gunpowder? Yeah. Like like gunpowder. All right. My uh my self preservation sense is kicking in. Guys, I, I think we wanna get off this pier like now. And yeah, uh and the door that. and the door to the cabin is slightly ajar. The door is ajar. I don't like this, guys. You smell that smell of gunpowder? Um, it just smells like fish. No, no, no. Uh, Jimmy, no, it doesn't smell. And at this point, I'm I am. creep up to the door. I'm okay. backpedaling down from the way we came. I'm backpedaling towards the car. All right. So Doc is backing oh. away toward the car. Yeah. I'll, I'll cover you guys. <laughs> uh, Whistler is creeping up toward the door. You, you said you had your pistol out? Yeah. Okay. Whistler draws his pistol and he's creeping toward the door. I draw my pistol or my yeah, my uh, semi-automatic revolver, and I toss the keys to Doc and I say, "At least be useful and have that thing running." You got it. I happily get in the car and have it running and get it positioned so that if we have to peel out of there, we can just accelerate. Yeah. How good are you at driving, Doc? Ah, uh, well, I am a fantastic driver. I'm a confident driver. A confident driver. <laughs> <laughs> he does live in Massachusetts. <laughs> That's that right. Give him a bonus. Yeah. <laughs> I'm he's, a confident driver. He's yes. from Boston, yes. so he gets a bonus to drive. <laughs> yes, that's right. At very slow speeds. And, and hurling insults to other drivers. It's true. All right, so what you gonna do, Whistler? Um, once I get to the door, I'm gonna reach out and just slap it open, and then do this maneuver back against the wall and see if anybody starts shooting out the door. Okay, you slap the door open. Uh. Forgot to tell Jimmy your plan, so he's just kind of standing there out in the open. And Anything? Nothing happens. It is quiet as a tomb. I'll crouch down and lean in with my gun, you know, kind of. Assuming that I see this, I will go to the blind side of the of the doorway as well. All right. And approach in a care in a careful manner. All right. Um, yep, Whistler, you're peeking in. It's it's dim. You can't really see much of anything. There's uh, apparently no electricity in this building. Okay, I'll duck around the door, let my eyes dark adapt real quick. Okay. Uh, the room is empty. In the darkness, as your eyes adjust, you can make out the shape of a, a ramshackle bed. Uh, you know, there's maybe a couple of changes of clothes. Smells like sweat, gunpowder, and something else. Do teenagers live in this <laughs> Kind of a coppery smell, I assume. Ah, kinda, kinda. It's also, it's all mixed together with the odor of fish and, and brackish water, so... Mm. Is there anybody in here? Uh, you can see what looks like a shape near the bed. Okay, I assume... I'll go over and nudge it with my foot. Uh, hey. Nothing, nothing happens. Okay. 
Is there a pool of blood or anything? I'll duck down. Look. Well, not that you, not that you can see in this light. Am I am I there yet? Yeah, you've. Is there a window you. or anything we could open in here? Uh, there's a window, but it's been painted over. Hey, hey, Smitty, Smitty. I think he's on the floor here. I light a match. You light a match. You light the match. Your eyes. You're blinded just for a second, and then your eyes adjust to the flash. And there lies Smitty. Double tap. Right in the forehead. Yipe. Fuck. Well, there's your buddy. Alright, well, here, I'll keep a lookout, see if there's anything lying around, and then we'll get the fuck out of here. So you're going to search the room, Whistler? You're going to toss his room? Or you can keep looking out and I'll toss the room. Yeah, I'll keep looking out. I mean, it's your friend. I don't want to go through his stuff. All right. I'll toss the room. All right. Um, you're tossing carefully. the room carefully. You know, you're looking through, through the piles of clothes. Uh, his Smitty's wallet's still there. He's got um, how much money's he got on him? He's got a dollar. Sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you find a straight razor. Um, if you're looking real carefully, you're on like you maybe your third, fourth match, and you notice uh, that Smitty's hand is kind of like this. Like he's holding something? Like he's pointing at something. Uh, I'll look to see where he's pointing. Uh, he's pointing at the bed. I'll take a look at the bed. Uh, the bed's got like a threadbare quilt on it. Battered ass pillow. Just, you know, it's got like a... You know, it's like a poor man's house. You know, there's a spring coming up through the mattress. Uh... <laughs> You start tossing shit around. Uh, you find a uh, cigar box. Yoink. Alright. Grab the cigar box. Seems to be what he's pointed at. I think this is it. Let's get the fuck out of here and see what he had. In that order. Alright. You guys bounce out, get in the car. Just make sure no one's following us. All right. Observation saves. Ugh, I failed. I did well. I rolled a 19. All right. As far as you can tell, nope. Doc, nobody's nobody's following. There's, there's, there's nobody around. All right. Where uh, are we going, fellas? Do, can I tell? Hey, Doc. Doc. Yeah. What? I hate to ask you this. Ask away. Just go in there and see what kind of gun took him out. Took who out? Smitty. He's dead. Oh, my goodness. Can you tell what kind of gun by the... Uh, by the, the, the wounds? 
Yeah, okay. I, I might be able to make a a guesstimate. I'll yeah. cover you. Okay. It, it might help. You guys have seen sure. enough. You've seen enough gunshot wounds. Uh, you've had enough gunshot wounds now. <laughs> yeah. Um, that that you know you thirty eight snub nose. Yeah. Um, in fact, as you go in and you exam, you're examining actually examining his wounds. Uh, yeah. You know, I get. I don't know if you have matches or a lighter or something. Well, like yeah, I would say I have my medicine bag with me, and maybe uh, like a maybe it has like a pen light inside of there in the, in the medical bag. All right, maybe. Well, probably a bigger electric torch, but something. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You turn it on. You see. Uh, what you see is that one of the bullet wounds uh, is clean, but. The second is like the gun was pressed right against his head okay. after it was fired the first time. So there's like a burn mark right in, in the flesh, like a muzzle where the muzzle was. Yeah, and okay. it's like there's like scorching on his head. So he was right. shot like very very close range that final shot. Right, 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 right. Um, based on uh, based on where I think the the person might have been standing, based on where the body has fallen, and where the where I can presume a body would uh, where the guy would have been standing, can we see if there's any kind of a shoe print or anything like that? Is there any kind of uh, telltale forensic evidence in terms of um, or shell casing or anything that would because we can kind of estimate from where the body fell and the position of the gun muzzle we would we would know pretty much where somebody was standing in order to affect that second shot there might be a i mean there might be a a, a shoe print or there might be a a, a cartridge you know if mm. it's a, a certain type of bullet casing that we can match up later or okay anything like that okay. you know but fancy, since it's not your since it's not your area of expertise, you got to beat a nineteen on, or no, sorry, an eighteen on a uh, observation save. All right. Uh, ooh, nope. I got a four on my d twenty, so I'm going to say this man did not die of a hunting accident. <laughs> it looks like he <laughs> fell down. He, he, he was. He was hunting with Dick Cheney. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, all right. Um, so yeah, I, I will describe everything as it was just described and then right. say, uh, yeah, that's, that's without, uh, you know, there, there may be some boys in the lab that could come up with uh, more detailed forensic data. All right. But, uh, standing here in the flashlight, uh, we're not going to get any more out of this scene. All, all right. right. So, so due to your forensic analysis, your, your amateur forensic analysis, and the fact that Jimmy uh, completely tossed the room. Yeah. Um, there's no reason to conclude anything but uh, Smitty was whacked by Pro. Yeah. All right. So let's let's get the fuck out of here. Let's call it in anonymously. Oh, they'll probably find it in the morning or in the next couple of days when he starts to smell. When the seagulls come in and try to eat his eyeballs and shit. Yeah, there's no no use trying to keep up appearances. Yeah, but he was an asshole. <laughs> but he doesn't deserve to be like rotten in the sun for 
for a few days. Yeah, we can nah, just drop Smitty it. was good guy. Smitty was the is the dock worker. Yeah. You know what? Let's just drop, a, a, rat, drop a dime. We can drop a dime and do that. Okay. Um, where are you dropping a dime from? Random payphone. Okay. Uh, stop at a random payphone. Who's making the call? I'd rather not Hauser or Brian know my voice. Not me. I'm really distinctive sounding. Well, I guess it leaves it to me, gentlemen. I can disguise my voice brilliantly. Oh, dear. Here it comes. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> drop, the, drop the dime in the phone. We call the police station. And it's like, city police. Uh, hello? Yes, I'd like to uh, report the discovery of a uh, of a corpse. Uh, hello? I, I'm sorry, can you say that again? Yes, I'd like to uh I'd like to report the discovery of a dead body. A dead body? Yes. Where? Yes. I believe it's at Pier 13 down at the waterfront. You can't miss it. Poor fellow's been shot. All right, we'll send the squad car right away. Yes, uh, better hurry. He's bleeding out. Click. All right. Click. Doc manages to make the phone call <laughs> without him completely embarrassing himself. Uh, you guys, what are you going to do now? Let's go to the safe house and see what's in this cigar box. You know, now that we... When we on the way, uh, as we're driving to the safe house, did it look like uh, did it look like Smitty was um, was surprised? In other words, like was he shot? Do I think he was shot? Even the first shot might have been at fairly close range. We know it was a professional job. Before you toss the room, did it look like there were signs of a fight? Or in other words, I'm wondering if he knew. If we could get a sense that he kind of thought it was the the person that maybe shot him was okay, you know what I mean? Like you know, shot by somebody that, that he obviously didn't put up a fight or didn't have a gun in his own hand or you know what I mean? Like it would be somebody he knew because it didn't look like he was uh, he was um, that he put up much of a fight. I guess I'm trying to be all clever, but I don't I don't know. So you're asking if if Whistler and I noticed? If yeah, I mean, I guess of... yeah, because you you tossed the place pretty good, but I mean, before that, yeah, I guess I'm I'm just pondering out loud on the car ride. Like, do you think it was somebody he knew because he was shot at fairly close range, and it didn't look like he had a gun in his hand or anything else? So I'm wondering if he knew and wasn't really expecting to be murdered when the person arrived. Well, no one really expects to be murdered. <laughs> That's true, but um, totally saw that coming. Yeah, that's 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 no, true. Helpful narrator. Expect to be, <laughs> some people expect to be murdered, and they hire bodyguards. So that's they true. Aren't murdered. Yeah, or or you see somebody coming, and you say, "Uh oh!" And you scramble for your own weapon, or you scramble to barricade the door, or you try to get away. But he seemed to have just been there by himself, and. Shot at fairly close range, so I'm wondering if uh, he might have known his uh, his assailant, and uh, maybe at least initially wasn't expecting to uh, be put down. 
Well, you did find a straight razor, Jimmy, while you were tossing the place. Uh, it was over by his clothes. Right. Um, closed. So, you know, it was... what He didn't have it handy. Like, uh, best you can tell, Smitty actually lived in that shack. Hmm. Gross. Poor schlub. Yeah. Oh, um, it's not, it wasn't a very big place. It was, you know, big enough for, you know, there was no electricity or anything like that. So it was a spot to throw your clothes, a bed, and that was pretty and much stra- it. And a straight razor. And, and yeah. a straight razor and then the cigar box under the mattress. Humble dwellings. Yeah. It wasn't very, like he was a- very humble. Yeah, it wasn't like he was a member of the peerage or anything. So, wow. <laughs> I'm a, <laughs> I'm about to get cut off uh, this Skype call. I could I could feel it coming. Doc, doc, <laughs> doc jokes. Yeah, yeah horrible. Yeah, your stitches uh, pop. Yeah, as you're amusing yourself. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I want to see what's in the cigar box. Okay, you gonna gonna do it in the car on the way, or are you gonna no, we're gonna do it at the hideout. Get it, get it in the in the safe house. Yeah, I'm driving, right? Because you. Oh was... no! Now I'm driving. Oh. <laughs> you were keeping the car running, but then like it wasn't an emergency, so we didn't have to hightail it out of there. I'm. I'm... All right, you shoved me over across the bench seat to the the, the passenger side. I used to do this for a living. Uh, you guys get back to the hideout, file inside, park the car. Uh, you're sitting around. You guys got a little shabby table and a light bulb. Um, who has the box? I guess I have the box. Okay. Yep. You open the cigar box. Uh, inside is a uh, folded piece of paper and a 38 revolver. Unloaded. There's a couple of uh, loose bullets. Does it look like it's been recently fired? Uh, you sniff the barrel. No. Okay. It has. It hasn't even been recently oiled. Hmm. What's the note say? Uh, grab the note. And as you bring it up to read it, the first thing you notice is that it the paper is scented. It's perfumed. It's like lilacs. God damn it. I'm trying to escape tale of Genji. <laughs> um, you open it up in beautiful... How, how's the calligraphy? The calligraphy is actually very nice. It's a it's a graceful uh, looping script. Uh, perfectly aligned. Uh, the note says... Smitty had beautiful handwriting. The stage is set. Uh, the pawns are in place. See you tomorrow. C, C, C. Oh. <laughs> oh, ho. we know who that is, guys. And that reaction right there, ladies and gentlemen, that's what GMing is all about. <laughs> Yep. I wonder what the gun is all about, though. Oh, boy. 
it does it doesn't say where we're nope. seeing Wonder who the pawns are. Hi. <laughs> How are we in place? We're not supposed to be anywhere tomorrow. No, but we were supposed to meet Smitty tonight. Oh. Well, we got there early and got away. I guess that should work in our favor. Any, is there anything uh, unique about this gun? No, looks like it's probably Smitty's. It's it's old, it's beat up, it's rusted. It looks like he bought it uh, off a guy who found it in the fucking bay. <laughs> well, while we're talking, I'll pop down to our little service table and tear it apart and clean it up and put it back together. Okay, it takes you. It takes you a little while because it's definitely seen better days. Uh, it just goes against Whistler's nature to see a firearm treated badly, though. You know, it's like his nervous habit. He'll just tear it apart while they're talking. Yeah. And put it back together, cleaned up, and ready to go. So the question is, do you like a vampire counting seeds? You hand him a gun that needs to be cleaned up to stare at clean. <laughs> do we want to inform Maroon about this? How? What if he knows? Didn't we see Maroney and Cardona's wife meeting at that club? We did. So, I mean, this could be both of them together to set us up. Which I'm not super excited about. To take the fall mm -hmm. for, the, for breaking the truce. Yeah. And to put Cardone in a bad position to where, I don't know, he kills himself or something and his wife leaves him and or, and or takes over the Empire and then forms some sort of unified thing with Moroni. Who hangs, way, that, being who hangs out with Smitty? Do we... Smitty, Smitty kind of keeps to himself. Um, he's he's a bit of a drinker and a card player. Uh, he he hangs out at a speakeasy near near the docks, a uh, place called a place called uh, the Trout. Gross. Yeah. How's this for a theory? How's this for a theory? Um, Vincent, who was originally killed by the Cardones, according to Maroney, right? So that's Vincent Maroney, right? The brother of the big boss. What if the big boss is 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 looking to team up with uh, with Salvatore, or the Salvatore is the big boss? What if what if uh, what if um, Carlotta and Salvatore are in some kind of a relationship, and so they want to they want to form their own syndicate or they want to take over the city? Well, who would be in who would be in the way of that? My problem, my problem with that is that he went and talked to her 
pretty brazenly out in the open at one of uh, Carbone's clubs. So, I mean, if he if they were like plotting something in secret or whatever, I don't think they'd like go and do it right in front of every loyal thug of Carbone's. I mean, because I mean, you weren't there, but la- last week it was at at the Blue Corner owned by Cor- uh, Cardone. Carbone, sorry. Cardone. It's a D. Cardone. Um, no, with, with, and they, they were like pretty paranoid at that point, uh, checking everybody and they were looking for bag men. I don't think he would have like gone up and done that in public like that under everybody's eye. So no hiding in plain sight, in other words. I don't think so. How, however, there, there was a very good distraction there. Well, I mean, there was a floor show. Well, but... no, but also Jack Bishop was there. Yeah, but who cares? I mean, are they planning for Jack Bishop to be? Oh, Jack Bishop's here. We're gonna let's let's plot our no, affair. No, but but it's uh, all eyes were on him, if you recall. So I'm wondering if 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 getting rid of. Um... Uh, getting rid of Vincent would 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 get you know in other words like Vincent didn't want this to happen so he got he got bumped off and now they're planning to also get rid of uh, her husband which would leave the two of them you know to be able to team up and then we're we're the patsies that are supposed to, we're the Aaron boys and the patsies you know like we're gonna we're gonna they're gonna send us to do the deed if we can and then take the fall. I mean, it's just a theory, of course, but if I was uh, if I was Salvatore and I was Carlotta and uh, I wanted to hook up either for business or pleasure or both, you know, that's what they, those two other figures would be the two you'd have to get rid of, presumably, to make that happen. If Vincent didn't approve, uh, he was gotten rid of, and then of course uh, Carlotta's husband wouldn't approve, uh, so he needs to be gotten rid of. Thus, uh, leaving the two of them their own empire of crime. Of course, they didn't anticipate the appearance of the Lucky Gang. That's the one wild card in all of this. That's us. We can turn the tables. I say we run that fat broad over. But, um... There is there is one additional clue that you guys got that uh, you're you're leaving out of your scenario. Oh, what's that? Smitty was knocked off by a pro. Hmm. Well, it's not like Carboni or or Carbone or Maroni don't have access to pros, right? Well, doesn't Schultz have a couple of hard hitters in town, too? If I remember right. That he does. A couple of made men straight out of New York. So. But I don't know why they would go gunning for Smitty. 
Well, yeah, I mean, what, what was Smitty? Let's, you know what? Let, let's, I think what we should do is try and backtrack what Smitty was up to and find out who he, where he's been hanging and who he's been talking to. Right. Just to see, you know, what is going on. If there's anything we can glean from this. Because as it stands, you know, we're just barking up trees. Yeah. We don't know who did what. Like, so, see, see who was with him? And and maybe the, he, he talked to somebody? Yeah, see what he would, like, if, like, go, go to the, the, the trout and yeah. see if anybody knows what he was up to. Start at the speakeasy he hangs at and work right. our way backwards from there. Right. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, and he's also, he's a, uh, he's a, a roustabout at the docks, right? Yep. So, I mean, we can ask around the docks and see what he was, you know, if he was doing anything as well. But I definitely don't like this Carlotta woman. I think she's trying to, I think these pawns are us. And this is definitely her. She's setting us up. I don't like that. I think we should make... Could be, unless her husband's the pawn. Yeah. Uh, Hmm. Or Marone. Maroney. He could be a pawn. Yeah. Well, it makes sense to see who who Smitty was... uh, palling around with or uh, if he was shooting his mouth off where he worked see if we could find out more about about that yeah so uh, let's let's head to the trout okay uh, you guys head over to the trout uh, it's it's jumping um, well for for what it is this is this is where all the the if if the blue corner is the the speakeasy of high society, the trout is the opposite. Uh, it it smells like fish. You've got fishermen, you've got uh, all, all sorts of watermen, dock workers, uh, that sort of that sort of thing. Uh, guys, belly up to the bar, and barkeep looks at you. I mean, the barkeep looks like has arms. Like he's he's a bit of a roust about himself, and uh, they're like as big around as as pylons at a pier. Is he like wearing a t-shirt that's like Superman's number one fan? No. Is it is it Bibbo? No. Uh, he's he's actually an older fellow. Uh, he's got actually he does have a tattoo. Uh, of a uh, navy anchor on his forearm, on his right forearm. Big forearms. Oh yeah, he's got big forearms. He's got big forearms, big biceps too. Uh, of a spinach cocktail. Yeah, what can I get for you, boys? <laughs> hmm. I'll have a I'll have a gin and tonic, please. All out of tonic. Ah, hmm. Uh, well, uh, let's see. Um, 
How's about uh, um, uh, I'll have a Manhattan? Uh, how about a how, how about a uh, 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 a Manhattan? Rise. What's that? Free rise. No ice. Straight up. There you go. I don't suppose you'd have a strawberry daiquiri. Look. Drink your ride, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> I got whiskey. I got gin. And I got whiskey. <laughs> ah. Fair enough, then. I'll have, uh, I'll have a bit of gin. Thank you. You got beer? Beer. Yeah. Comes in a keg, frothy. I know what beer is, buddy. <laughs> Perhaps a craft pale ale. Uh, I got a fresh IPA just for you. <laughs> Whistler will drink whatever swell. He's just not doesn't micro like brewed. <laughs> we make it in the basement. He gives you a he gives you a beer, plain old amber bottle. Uh, it is the cheapest swill that you guys have ever tasted. How's the rye? The rye, as still, still pretty cheap. Uh, in fact, uh, roll constitution for me, Doc. Okay, let's see. Roll Constitution. Yep, you want to roll below. Okay. Ah, uh, no, I failed. You fail? Uh, yeah. Take a big gulp of the gin and you go blind for a moment. <laughs> oh, oh. What is this, turpentine? Oh. Should have taken the rye. I'll, uh, I'll just plunk it down and push it away like the poison that it is. I slide him a rye. Told you you should have the rye. I'll slug that down. You boys ain't from around these parts. What do you want? A good drink. You'll have to forgive him. He's from Boston. Uh, Smells like a rich boy. What are you guys doing down here slumming it? We, uh, we're looking for a buddy of mine. Goes by Smitty. Smitty? Yeah. Yeah, I know that guy. Everybody in here knows that guy. He's a popular guy? That depends. He owes money to half the people in this joint. Owes me a $10 tab. I will take $10 and give it to him. Much obliged. Now, he's, his name is clear with you, right? Absolutely. What can you tell me about Mr. Smith? Uh, he works around the docks. Uh, lives somewhere around here, I don't know. Who's he hang out with? Ah, He hangs out with those jokers over there. He points out like a couple of big, big roustabout types laughing and you know, slapping the table. 
They grow them big down here, don't they? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, these guys are you know, pick up heavy boxes for a fucking living. <laughs> yeah, well, it looks like uh, Smitty's peers are pretty mm. big. So it would appear. Ah. Well, they can't be getting that big on this paint thin and they're thinner that you're you're peddling. <laughs> Ugh. Can pick that, a lab samples in this stuff. Yeah, that's why the gin bottle was full when he poured it. Yeah. Gin in an academic sense only. We we make that shit here ourselves. Yeah, I bet. Whipped up a batch this morning. You got the first taste. Yeah. Ugh. I'm sorry, it does not appeal to your cosmopolitan palate. Yes, I'll have to, uh... He probably would kill for a cosmopolitan. <laughs> yeah. Well. Fair enough. Should we talk to those gentlemen in the far corner? Yeah, let's go give them a, a holler. Excellent. All right. So, as you're as you're crossing the room, they have a um a, a group of like six, eight soap boxes arranged in one corner, and this fella gets up. Uh, he's got like a cigar box guitar, and he just starts strumming away, uh, howling and moaning. Sounds like a wounded animal. And don't they have a blues up in Boston? Uh, well, we have um, we have the, the the symphony, of course, and we have uh, uh, we have um, uh, the, the pops. They're a good time, um, but to the blues, not especially. Well, down here in Plot City, <laughs> we have the blues. Yeah. Well, let's get through this encounter without any black and blues. I've then seen I, much of that. I suggest you keep your mouth shut. <laughs> fine, fine, fine. <laughs> I'll let you do the negotiating. I'll be here to patch you up if you get into any trouble. All right. Uh, as you guys walk up to the to the table, uh, a couple of the guys they just kind of meander off to go listen to the blues man. Uh, leaving behind this one guy. He's got overalls on, shirtless underneath. He looks up at you. Can I help you? Uh, possibly. Here, you, uh, your pal of Smitty's. Yeah, I know Smitty. What's, what of it? Well... Maybe you should sit down. I am sitting down. <laughs> Go. <laughs> so, uh, and I, I kind of go in so I can be quiet. We were over at Smitty's earlier this evening. Over at his shack. 
We were yep. supposed to, we were supposed to meet him for a job. Yeah. Yeah, somebody got there before us. What, what what are you trying to say? I'm trying to say one, two in the skull. Smitty was a pal of mine. I don't take too kindly to people executing my pals. Yeah, I understand that. Uh, he was a buddy of mine, too. Worked with him down at the dock. You know anything he you trying, was up You trying to say somebody killed him? Um, that's exactly what I'm saying. Well... Now, it seems to me that Smitty has a little bit of a reputation for being a bit of a deadbeat. I'd say that. I'd I'd say that. I don't think anybody kills a man for for no $10. Not the way he was executed. All right, because, you know, there was was a guy the other night came through here. They knifed him out on the fucking sidewalk. Did they? Yeah. He rubs his hands together. You guys notice that his knuckles are all scarred up. Like he's this guy has been in some fights. What are these? What are these two look like? Which which two? It's just one guy. No, the the ones that 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 beat the shit out of Smitty. It was just one guy. Oh no no no! no. That didn't happen. No, that was I, the other I, night. This this guy named Amos got got knifed out in the parking lot or out, oh, right, on the right. sidewalk. My fault. Sorry, I misheard. Over over two fifty. Yeah, this is a little bit different. This was a uh, this was a professional job. What, what do you mean professional? Ah. I, you know, I'm still I mean, kind of new to this area. I'm not quite familiar with all uh, your city slicker ways. Your your name is. Folks call me Tex. Tex. Tex, man. You know how you are a professional stevedore? Yeah. And you get paid to load and unload from, from boats? And you're probably really fucking good at it? Well, there's only one thing I'm better at. Yeah, well... These guys were paid to shoot Smitty in the head. And they were really good at it. Well, like we used to do Jerry's in the war? Mm, Probably a little bit better than that. Because sometimes you missed. Uh... No, we would capture them, kneel them down, and put a thirty caliber round right in the back of their head. Then yes, like Jerry in the war. Well, at least that's what my unit did. Were you in the war? Um, was I? <laughs> no, I was four H, four F. Four H. Like, <laughs> he raised rabbits for the war. <laughs> I was part of the, the egg laying effort. He was out milking cows for Uncle Sam. Yeah, that's right. Four F. I got a bit of a black lung. What you a minor? No, I'm 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 in my thirties. But this isn't about me. It's not about the war. It's about somebody executing 
our friend Smith. Well, I didn't have nothing to do with it. I mean, what? Why? Why are you telling me? I'm telling you because I want to know if you knew if Smitty was up to anything or talking to anybody that would be a little bit at odds with the doc. Oh, oh, okay. I got you. I got you. Well, now that I'm thinking about it, about a week, week and a half ago, Smitty comes to work all jittery and shit. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, like, uh, always looking over his shoulder and, uh, like, like scared of something. I thought it was just because he owed, owed another guy money and maybe I was going to have to beat somebody. You know, I've had to do that a couple times for, for old Smitty. You know, he was just a little slip of a boy. He sure was. Take my hat off. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he didn't really talk about much. You know, other than how broke he was and, you know, his back hurt, you know, stuff like that. You didn't say why he was uh, nervous that day? No, no, no. He just kind of sitting around, always looking over. Even on lunch break stuff, he'd, he'd have that old bologna sandwich or whatever it was he was eating. And uh, he'd just, like, sit there by himself, but always, like, facing the road, never... Oh, kind of cowboy mentality, if, if you if you understand the reference there. I just nod my head. You know, always like he expects somebody to come up and shoot him or stab him in the back. You know, as far I as I know, he wasn't into gambling or anything like that. He was a bit of a teetotaler too. He didn't didn't do much drinking. He hang out here, but. Uh, so when he borrowed money, what was he borrowing it for? We don't know. He's just borrowing money. Uh, maybe, maybe he had, he, he he would talk occasionally about about um, a kid that he had, but uh, you know, never never got. He was in the war too, you know. No, Smitty. Yeah, he was a Navy man, from what I understand. Like old, like Slim back here behind the bar. Hmm. Interesting. Like, yeah, they said he was. He said he was a navigator or something like that. I, I don't know what that mm. means. But he was sharp as a tack, that Smitty. I'll tell you that. He did. He did like the horse races. He did kind of like looking at like the stock market and stuff like that. I, you know, I don't understand that shit. Hmm. But uh, yeah, he lived in that shack over on Pier Thirteen. Yeah, we we were supposed to meet him there. That's when we found him. Yeah, that's all I remember. I need a drink. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here, here. Slim, give me some of that gin. Oh, you don't want I that advise, gin. I wouldn't advise that, sir. What you talking about? 
What are you talking about, you tin horn? Well, it's the best gin I've had this side of Mississippi. Oh no, no, no! It it it's terrible. And and Slim comes over, drops the whole bottle, and he just. Oh no! <laughs> and then just wipes it out of his beard oh. with the back of his hand. And he's like, "That's good shit." No, it is not. It is not at all. You're going to take your health into... You're going to do yourself serious harm drinking that down. It's going to start affecting your vision first. I don't think people that drink here really are worried about self-harm. Well, Tex, I, I would advise... Tex, Tex I would advise, leans, uh, for, kind of leans forward at you, Doc, as you're... Yep. As you're Telling him about his health and stuff, and gets re- you know it's like he leans down and forward. Yeah. <laughs> yep. He's like, "Are you a doctor?" Indeed, I am. Yes, I am. And in fact, I can tell at this distance, your pupils are already slightly dilated. I'd take it easy if I were you. I had a doctor once. Oh, how'd that work out? Ran off of my wife. Oh, that's terrible. I'm very sorry to hear that. In fact, he talked a lot like you. Well, his city slicker, fancy words, like pupils, dilated. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the truth. Your, your pupils are dilated right now, and you seem in a... High state of agitation. I put my arm around and... <laughs> well, it was very nice talking to you. If you can think of anything else that you remember about Smitty and uh, what what he might owe, who he might have pissed off... Well... You can reach me at... And I give him Flo's address. Well, now that I've wet my whistle a little bit... Uh... I do remember walking past the telephone one day after work and uh, heard heard Smitty on the phone uh, talking to somebody about having procured a piece of information. He always liked them highfalutin words. And that he, if... If he drop off the money at some address, I think it was that warehouse down the street, you know, where the one where they found that guy without his head. Or they found a guy's head without his body. One of those two. Yes, yes. That's right. Is that the Ho Fang warehouse? That's where they found What? Something like that. Meet me there with the money and you get the item or whatever. I mean, he was being really purposely vague. How long ago was that? Oh, maybe... Maybe about three days ago. Uh, He takes another big swig of the gin. Wipes his hand... Uh, I think he was supposed to meet him there tomorrow, I think was deadline or something like that. 
Thank you. And he starts kind of staring off into space. He's like, you know, my memory ain't so good, but you remind me. He big thick finger pointing at Doc. There were a couple other fellas come in here the other day wearing fancy clothes like yours. Except they oh. except their coats were black. Hmm. Well, thanks. Uh, they came in here, you say? Yeah, they came in here. They seemed to be asking some questions. They never talked to me, but... I wonder if oh. that's our friends in the police department. Yeah, that's what I thought. Hauser and O'Brien. Hmm. Who, who did they, uh, who did they talk to, Tex? Uh... Talk to Frank. I think it's Frank. Frank. Okay. No, I'm sorry. His name's not Frank. He's Frenchy. All right. Frank Frenchy. It's all. It's all the same thing. Came over from. Came over from Europe after the war. You know, it's interesting enough. The word, the name Frank, is derived from. Oh, never mind. Yeah, I know the word Frank. The word French is developed, derived from a group of barbarians that lived in the Central Europe area, known as the Franks. Exactly. They gave birth to the Merovingian dynasty. <laughs> I had a lot of time on the way back. <laughs> Figured I'd get me some of that book learning after Dolores ran off with that city slicker. Well, education is always a good thing, uh, Tex. I yeah. wish I had paid a little more attention myself. I, I came this close to being a certified medical doctor, but I, uh, I sort of fell off a little bit and uh, seemed to be having a tough time finding my way back. We all have our struggles. Well... Frenchie ain't here tonight. Mm. I mean, you can't miss him. He wears wears his damn funky ass beret thing on his head. Yeah. Uh, I think mm. he's got he's got the night shift over on uh over on Pier Thirty Six. Hmm. Mm. Good to know. Thanks, Tex. Eh, you're welcome. Hope uh, maybe that helped. Thanks, uh, Texas. Pull yeah. one out, pull my, one out for Smitty for us. My, my yeah. condolences on the loss of your friend. Yeah. Hey, and I'm sorry we maybe got off on the wrong foot. It's uh, time to go. If if you ever need medical help, <laughs> just call on me, Charles Coffin the Third, and Coffin. I'll put up my yes, Charles Coffin of the Boston Coffins. Coffin of uh, Newberry Street. Newberry. Street. I believe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whistler gets up and goes. We've had a doctor in the family ever since the revolution. Let's just go. Doctor Coffin. Yeah. If you ever need discreet medical care, just uh, uh, look me up. I'm not quite in the book, but if you ask around, uh, you'll be able to find me. You look like you have something on your mind, Tex. What is it? 
Out of curiosity, do you have a brother? Uh, I do. I do. In fact, he made it all the way through medical school, that guy. He's, uh, oh, you know, he's, uh, that's Edward. Uh, Edward Coffin! My shooting yeah. guy. <laughs> he's a real, he's a real piece of work. He's my older brother by two years. Edward Coffin! Yeah, that's him. He's your brother? Oh, yes, yeah, by two years. He's, uh, he's, uh, he made it all the way through medical school. He's doing quite well. Uh, wrote me a letter the other day. He said he's met somebody new. He's in high spirits. I'm gonna kill you. Me? And send your <laughs> head to your brother. I, I, I don't understand, Tex. Tex. <laughs> I, I don't I don't <laughs> I don't what? understand what's uh, what's the cause for the what's the cause for the upset, my friend. Edward Coffin is the man who stole my wife. Oh. I'm sure there's plenty of Ed Coffins to go around. It what, what is did a you say very her name common name in Boston. Well, what uh, what what Boston. did you say her name was again? Dolores. Yeah, that's right. It was. It, that's who he wrote about. You're right, Tex. So, yeah, well, I... Tex, yeah, that's, uh... as, as you're talking, Tex reaches down, and you see the glint of steel as he retrieves this gigantic Bowie knife. Tex, now don't do any self-harm. I know you're all distraught about the loss of Dolores to my brother. But uh, please, there's no put down the knife. I don't want you to hurt yourself. What, what, what's your AC, Doc? Uh, my AC is five. You know, when you when you're down like this and you're upset, you could very easily do some self harm to yourself. Now let's just uh, you need you need someone to talk to. Um, come now, come now. As soon as you say talk to. Mm-hmm. You feel the knife hit your shoulder. <laughs> Good lord. Uh all right. Well, I can see that you want to be alone with your loss. Uh uh take it easy, Tex. And uh I'll skedaddle out of there, uh sort of back up, uh, keeping my eye on him, kind of duck duck walking backwards, you know. Uh, all right. You take you you're taking a hit point of damage from, from okay. him stabbing at you. He's drunk. So, yep. you know, if he was sober, that would have went right through your chest. Right, 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 right. Uh, as you get up to backpedal, he flips the table and stands up. This guy is over seven feet tall. Hmm. And, <laughs> <laughs> and like I said, when he when he stands up, the the whole table just <laughs> the the fucking gin bottle flies over. The the guy playing the guitar and singing the blues is just like. <laughs> And it's like all eyes on the room, in the room, gravitate toward Tex as you're backpedaling away. I, I'm I, gonna kill you! I shout out, holy shit, it's the FBI! Everybody looks around. <laughs> I look around. And... <laughs> Just it's just for a second you managed to backpedal a little bit further. Yep. 
Thank God the FBI is here. Bring some sanity to this situation. And uh, I'm, I'm continuing to do it. Three wisdom. Not Doc. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Doc is going to continue to back up towards the, uh, the exit. Look. Uh, look. He's right there in the fancy clothes. Backing away from Tex. All right, I'm going to draw my gun and try and shoot the, the knife out of Texas' hand. <laughs> All right. Uh, go ahead and uh, let's see. Give me, a, go get, give me an attack roll. Make it hard. So add, uh, it's going to be against the armor class of five. So All it's right. just going to be 19 or better to, to shoot it out of his hand. Yeah, that doesn't. I rolled a nine. Bam! Uh, back off, Tex. What's your What's your What happened to Matt? What's What's your armor class? Mine. Yeah. Uh, my armor class is five. All right. Um, you fire, and just as you fire, you feel a bottle just whiz right past the back of your head. No, great. Um, all the everybody, all of a sudden, as as soon as you shoot, it's a bar fight. As soon as you shoot, everybody just erupts into into a fight. I mean, uh, Slim behind the bar just grabs a dude. It's like drunk guy just leaning up against the bar, just grabs him by the shirt, and boom. Knocks him across the floor. He slides across. He slides up to your feet, Jimmy. Uh, somebody picks up a chair, smashes another guy. The blues player just like he just starts playing. Let's get out of here, guys. This place is crazy. Uh, Whistler, what you doing right about now? You hear you hear all hell break loose inside. You hear gunshot. A gunshot or yeah, what? Just gunshots? one gunshot. Um, I'll get my brass knuckles out of my pocket and go back inside and see what kind of see what's going on. All right, you peek your head. You slide your brass knuckles on. You peek your head back inside. It is chaos has erupted in this bar. Where's uh, Where's Jimmy at? Uh, Jimmy is is waving his pistol around. Uh, not too, too far from where you guys were talking to Tex. Uh, you see Doc sliding backwards along the floor, and Tex is just, like, stomping forward. Uh, a guy comes up and tries to hit him with a chair, and he just, like, stiff-arms the guy. And Tex sends does? him. Yeah, Tex just stiff-arms this guy and just sends him sprawling. He's got, you see, he's got the big knife in his hand. Uh, all and, right. And well, the look of murder in his eye. And try and take a swing at him. All right. <laughs> Go for it. Uh, you're up against the AC five. Uh, five. I miss. All right. You take a swing. He just kind of like, Ugh. and he looks down at you. You really want a piece of this boy? He's only—he's got six inches on me, but I'm not a little guy. 
I just got to try to get between him and Doc and not say anything. All right. Doc, what mm-hmm. are you doing? Whistler has now stood I'm, up for you. I'm going to pull out my own pistol, and I'm going to say, look a here, Tex. You've just brought a knife to a gunfight, you fool. Now sit your ass back down, drink your gin, and forget this whole night ever happened, or I'm going to plug you one. I'll get to you in a minute, city boy. Oh, no, you, you'll get to me now, and I'll, uh, I'll fire mm-hmm. the gun at him. He's going to shoot me in the back, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> we're going to find out. Uh, yep, we're going to do that armor class of five. Uh, you guys, yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be 16 or better to hit because you're firing into a melee. All right. Look out, Whistler. Here comes some hot lead. Uh, ooh, I got a 14 on the die. A dexterity adjustment of zero. So, I guess I miss. Uh, you shoot the guitar player. Oop. Oh, man. I didn't like the blues anyway. And you're... And he slumps over. Whoops. Sorry about that. Alright, uh, Tex is gonna take a stab at, uh... At Whistler. Five. Uh, that's 18. Now, I think it's the first time I've ever been injured in this game. Well, welcome to the club. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he, he cuts you good with that knife. He take three. Okay. Uh, yeah, oh. guys are fighting all around. Jimmy. Um, is anybody behind the bar? Uh, no, Slim has uh, jumped from behind the bar, and he is handily dispatching drunkards. And uh, you see him, he, he throws one, and he just goes right out the door. Door. So he's uh, just playing goalie? Pretty much. He's he's doing what he can. He's, he's just breaking up fights. But Is there a way for me to get behind the bar? Um... Yeah, give me a deck save to get through I'm the crowd. Gonna try and uh, grab the till. <laughs> <laughs> and I make my deck save. And you make your deck save. All right. Uh, yeah, you scramble through, you leap, hop over the bar. Uh, Doc. What's your AC again? Fifteen. Uh, my my AC is five. All right. Uh, yeah. Chair smashes against the floor next to you. Whoa. Uh, yeah. This this guy. He's he's standing there. He's got what's left of the chair, and he's just kind of wobbling, and then he just falls over. <laughs> uh, Whistler. Got a swing on this guy. All right. Oh, that's cocked. Oh, natural 20. Natural 20. That is definitely a hit. 22. Come on. Need a bigger space to roll. Woo! Seven points of damage. Seven points of damage. Wow. You catch catch, uh, Tex right across the mouth with those brass knuckles. And he's just like, blood. And okay. He, he turns his head back. Crack, crack. 
wipes his wipes the blood off his mouth. Yeah, and and does exactly that crack, crack. Uh-huh. You hit pretty good. He drops a knife and cracks his own knuckles. Well, at least you're. You well, he doesn't drop the knife, the knife anymore. He, he slides the knife back in its sheath. He's like, I ain't had a fight like this in a while. Great. Um, Doc, what you gonna do now? I'm gonna try to plug Tex again. <laughs> All right, same, same, same target. All right. Oh, I missed again. What'd you roll? Three. Three. Oh, this one goes right over your shoulder, Whistler. You hear it? Ah. <laughs> and it embeds in the wall. Uh, that's two rounds out of your revolver gone now. You have four left. Yep. Uh, okay. Back over to Jimmy. Uh, I'm going to grab grab the till. All right. The till is just a metal box. Well, I want the money in the till. I don't give a shit oh, about the actual till. Throw open the box, grab the cash. How much is in there? Well, I'll count it later. All right. All right. I'm going to grab the cash. I'm going to grab a... Uh, a bottle. Okay. And I'm going to jump back over and head toward um, Tex. Okay. You jump back over, you head toward Tex. Uh, all right, Whistler. I'm going to try and hit him again. All right. See if I can put this guy in his rear end. Uh, now with the seven. Yeah, Swing and miss. He, like, he slips it. He might have boxed in the army. He's going to take a swing on you. And he misses. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Okay. And now, Doc. All right. Third time's a charm. Hold still, Tex. Oh, a 19 on the die. This is like Wesley levels of... Okay, go ahead and uh, go ahead and uh, roll your damage on that gun. All right, a four on the die. A four. You see him. You see the bullet just hit his chest, and he stops dead in his tracks. And he looks. He's looking directly at Whistler. Great. And he just falls. We gotta get the fuck out of here. Doc just yeah. murdered a guy. Two guys. I shot the. Uh, oh yeah, you I just murdered two guys. Guy. <laughs> well, I never did make it to the Hippocratic Oath. We should be leaving. Yeah, let's get the fuck out of here. All right, you guys. Which is what I was doing before all this. Yeah, you managed well, to push your way out quickly. You guys right. uh, come to like, think about chasing you, but you know Doc's like waving his gun around all crazy and shit. <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, back you savages!" And now you're outside. Get in the car. Yep, get in the car. 
All right, you get in the car. Hey, guys, I'm like a real gangster now. I just shot two people. Yeah. Did you see that? You did it in public in front of witnesses. Yeah. <laughs> well, self-defense, obviously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who are they going to believe? Me. I'm Charles Coffin III of Boston. You get in the car, Whistler. Your hand hurts a little bit from where you where you hit him. You I was wearing brass knuckles. So. Damn, wow. That was 100% self-defense. You did seven hit points of damage. <laughs> yeah, I hit him pretty hard. Yeah, yeah nice nice, uh, nice shot there, Whistler. Uh, we yeah. have to get the hell out of here and lay low again. Why did he start attacking you? Why didn't you just leave? Well, uh, apparently he had it in his head that uh, my brother had run off with his wife. How did he even know you had a brother? Well, uh, uh, I, I was trying to, to, to make nice with him, and I told him my name. And uh, he asked me if I had a brother. Uh, and I, I, I told him, of, yes, I do, my brother Edward. And uh, for some reason, uh, you know, it turns out my brother's new girlfriend apparently was... Uh, was uh was Texas wife and that set him off and uh uh hothead that he was he decided he wanted to take it out on me as if that makes any sense here's the thing doc so maybe maybe not but maybe somebody overheard you saying what your name was maybe. that's possible yeah it's very possible maybe <laughs> the bartender who we talked to for a goodly amount of time knows that we were asking about Schmitty. Oh, knows you were asking about Schmitty because you gave him your name. Well, Schmitty, no, you would. Right, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> is dead, murdered. That's true. So now your name can very well be associated with a not only a dead schmuck rando in a bar who gives a shit, but with Schmitty, which is tied in uh, to all the Kazarai <laughs> that we're investigating. Well, no, remember, you said you were going to do all the talking. You asked about Schmitty. I, I was just happened in. Yes, but I never said my name. Right. And you were the mystery man asking about Schmitty. And you were the I, guy who made a big production about not liking the gin at my right hand. Well, it was terrible. It was terrible, Jim. I'm just saying, right now, your name, and possibly ours, is mud. Ah, don't worry about it. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. All this will blow over. It's just a, it's just a bar fight in the seedy part of town. Who's going who's gonna to give two... Two skips about any of those guys. Uh, I wouldn't worry. And who's going to believe anything they say? Hauser O'Brien. What in the what now? Yes. The two ah. men in fancy coats that were black. Oh, right, 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 right. Asking questions. Right, right. Well, they can. Don't worry about it. You. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. We'll be we'll be fine. We'll be, we did them a favor. We just cleared out. Uh, uh, we just we just took out uh, two two troublemakers. Uh, they'll they'll be they'll be thanking us if they manage to connect the dots. 
what country did you grow up in? Boston. <laughs> we gotta go in and find um, this guy that they were that uh, Hauser and O'Brien were talking to. Hmm. Frenchie. Um, Frenchie. Yeah, Frenchie. We gotta go to pair thirty-eight real quick. You're gonna stay in the car. <laughs> well, all right. If you think you can handle yourself in there, and we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna park well away from the pier. <laughs> okay, uh, you get up to, toward Pier Thirty Six. You park the car good distance away. I'm gonna reload my pistol in the car. <clears throat> Give me observation saves. Nope. Nineteen. Whistler. As you drive by, you think you see a car you recognize. Is it the cops? Is it some a car I've driven before? With a 19, yes. <laughs> I point at the car and tell Jimmy our friends are here. Yeah, see, that's Hauser and O'Brien. Mm. Oh, you don't recognize the car because you were too busy throwing up in it. And dying. <laughs> Being out of his mind on morphine. And where where's this car? Where's it? Is it going uh, to the? It, it's it's parked. Up, it's parked up where if you guys were trying to be, you know, we're not worried about being inconspicuous about where you guys would park. So they're over at, at thirty six. Mm-hmm. Fuck. But. So you guys gonna get out of the car? Are you gonna wait? What you gonna do? I wanna I kinda wanna see what they're nosing around about. Yeah, but I don't want to be seen here with whatever's going on. I don't want them to associate us with this. And we're kind of already are, but well, not yet, but we will be. Old Doctor Doctor Death Coffin over there. <laughs> Um, can we like try and is there, is there any cover? Can we use like the warehouses as cover? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Where you guys parked is inconspicuous. You can sit in the car and see Hauser and yeah. O'Brien's car. But I want to kind of like listen in on what they're trying. Is there anybody in the car? No, there was nobody in the car. Whistler knows that there's nobody in the car. Whether or not he relays that information is up to him. I gotta go close a window. I'll be right back. I mean, I kind of want to find out what Hauser and Brian are up to down here. Okay. We don't. So I'm just thinking that maybe use the the warehouses as cover to, like, you know. Well, I mean, there's there's like crates and stuff waiting for trucks to pick them up. Yeah, and take them to the warehouses yeah. up the street. Yeah, just to see if we can get in and and just listen, not say a damn word, but see if we get close enough to hear what they are here for. 
Alright. Um, give me... Whoever's doing this, give me some uh, dexterity rolls. Alright. <laughs> that's, that's under, right? Yeah, under your dex. Oh, I go way under my dex. I got three. Alright. Alright, my gun's loaded. I get, well, no, no, I get out of the calf. Or staying in the car. Oh. <laughs> Do you want me to... <laughs> you want me to drive in case it gets hairy? I'm that's a very confident driver. Lay down in the back. Lay down in the back. I won't be able to see anything. And no one will be able to see you. Ugh. How are we going to get away from here in a hurry if I have to lay down in the back? I think I should be in the front with the engine running like before. No, 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 no. Before, we weren't wanted for murder. We're not <laughs> wanted for murder. We aren't. You are, <laughs> probably. No, I listen. I just, I just went into the bar to have a drink, and uh, they all went crazy. You hear sirens in the distance. Yeah, we got to do this now. Just shut up. Sit in the back. All right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> I'm sure there's just could be sirens all over the city. I'll just, uh, I'll load my revolver and I'll sit in the back, kind of muttering under my breath. All right, who's uh, who's sneaking up on the docks? I am. All right, what about Whistler? I'll hang back, but I'll be ready to start gunning if anything goes crazy. My dexterity's terrible. Your dexterity's terrible. All right, I'll go in. All right. So with a three, yeah, you managed to slip in between you know crates and and barrels and stuff like that and stick to the shadows. And you get up and you see, you know, you get it to where it's a big cargo ship moored up at the docks um you see hauser and o'brien in their tan trench coats uh just you know pulling aside random stevedores and stuff like that and asking them questions um you know asking people if they knew any know anything about the warehouse up the street where 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 vinnie's body was found or vinnie's head was found um, you know where their where their car was found the other day. You know what what's going on at that warehouse, and uh, you know they're using using a random check of the cargo. You know, make sure there's no imp- you know bootleg liquor coming in uh, as a, as an excuse to kind of go around and like harass these guys. And all right, know, so it just sounds like they're following up on. The misdeeds of of the lucky gang. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. You you hear you hear uh, Hauser, you know, mention you know Lucky. You know, do you know anybody named Lucky? Do you know the Lucky Gang? Uh, you know, they found a police car over by this warehouse. You know anybody about anybody who was driving it? You know, you ever heard of a guy named Weasel? You know that sort of thing. Um. They get to a guy. Uh, he's he's kind of obscured by shadow, and uh, they're talking to him. And he's like, "No, I know no one by that name. Why? Why do you ask?" Mon dieu! I cannot believe that someone will steal a police car. Uh. 
I am I am shocked. Shocked I say. <laughs> Hauser and O'Brien stalk past dejected. Hauser is you know, he's writing things down in his notebook and he's like, Well that was a dead end, O'Brien. Like, you got any other bright ideas? And O'Brien shrugs. Like, you hear that? Sounds like prowl cars up the street. Maybe it was another bar fight, boss. That guy was knifed there up the street a couple of days ago. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It's probably something stupid like that. We gotta crack this lucky gang case, O'Brien. We gotta crack it. But we got no leads. It's like these guys are ghosts. I know, boss. What do you want to do now? Ah, I'm kind of hungry. Let's, uh, let's hit up that diner we did, uh, we hit up a couple weeks ago. What do you think? What, flows? Yeah. They had good donuts there, boss. Uh, I guess they did. Let's, uh... Let's go. Let's go. Let's go grab something to eat. I gotta think. Uh, Hauser and O'Brien, you see them? They disappear into the shadows. They're walking toward the street. Uh, you guys at the car... You see them walk up in their tan trench coats. Get in the car. They sit there for a second. Then they start the car and drive off. Uh, car backfires a little bit. As it... As it drives off. Doc, I'm going to say this again. The car backfires a little bit. <laughs> uh-huh. Mister, I'm going to sit in the back and load my gun. Okay. <laughs> so now you're on the docks hiding. Hauser and O'Brien are gone. All right, I'm going to go um, and nonchalantly go up to Frenchie. Hello? Shh. Frenchie? Uh... Sure, that's my name. Hey, um, I'm told you're a friend of uh, Smitty's. We. Oui. You got a minute? I, I really should get back to work. I mean, I've okay. been a popular shh, guy. Shh, shh, keep, keep your voice down. I Somebody... can't help it. This is the way I talk. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody knocked off Smitty earlier. Mon Dieu! Exactly. I was told that uh, the other night in, at the Trout that uh, a, a couple of uh, a couple of guys in black trench coats were asking you questions about Schmidting. We oui, we oui, couple of big fellas in trench coats. Uh, they they had thick American accents like. Uh, 
Like everybody else around here? No, like, uh... Oh, what are you doing? Hey, hey. You want shit like that? Like, uh, maybe New York accents? Uh, I did not spend much time in New York, but possibly. What were they asking about? Uh, they were asking, uh, you know, where, where you could find Smitty. Um, I was a bit drunk, uh, at that time. You know, the gin at the throat is... Fuck, lost the French accent. Uh... Le Jean at the trout is uh, quite disgusting. So I've been told. Uh, it is not like the home country, that's for sure. No, it's, uh, it makes one a little bit trigger happy, apparently. Um, do you know if Smitty was, was, uh, had anything going on in the back burner? Anything that, uh, that, uh, uh, those unsavory characters might be interested in, or if he was talking to anybody like that. Oh, Frenchie looks around, he's like, everyone around here is a shitty character. Mm, maybe a little bit more, sh- um, mobbed up. I do not think I know what you mean. Was he talking to any Italian, Irish, German gentleman? Oh! Well, he was talking to a man uh, dressed uh, similar to you. Uh, Had a really Mm. pointed nose. Uh, Very, very rodent-like. Uh, they they had a discussion uh, two or three days ago. Uh, and it seemed like it was very animated. You know what the, that was about at all? No. I do not. Hmm. Uh, you know, we were unloading a boat, so... Oh, I hear you. Um, that particular gentleman might also be deceased. No, I've seen him before. He works at the warehouse. Oh, okay. Six blocks up, the one where they found the police car. Right. Okay. Anything else you, you uh, can remember about Schmitty? Uh, you say he has something on the back burner? Uh, he always had things on the back burner. Such uh, as? Anything recent? A couple week and a half ago, uh, he was talking about uh, had his meal ticket out of here. No. It was strictly north side bound. But I... Uh, I don't know what it was. Northside bound, you say. But not too long after was the discussion with the with the rodent fellow. Northside of Schultz, right? Aye. It's also where all the rich people live. Okay. 
kept saying wow. he was going to get that Cadillac and a big house. Hmm. I seen that that was when we saw the world end guy talking to him. Okay. Schmitty, thanks a lot. You've been a really big help. Um, I give him a What buck. did you just call me? Oh, Frenchy. Ah, okay. Sorry. I do not need your charity. I. Hey, Frenchy! Get your ass back over here, you fucking frog! We gotta get these boxes offloaded tonight. Ah, coming, coming! You filthy American piece of shit. Thanks, Frenchy. Yeah. He stomps off. Make my way back to the car. You make your way back to the car. Uh, Hauser and O'Brien are clearly gone. Let these guys know what what uh, Frenchie told me. All right. So, it looks like that Hauser and O'Brien weren't the ones that were questioning at the bar. It was uh, probably uh, Schultz's New York boys. And uh, Schmitty had something cooking with a rodent-like person who works at the warehouse. Does that sound familiar to you? Yes, it does. Very much so. That be uh, was that was it? Weasel Murphy. Weasel Murphy's dead. That'd be oh. Ratso. Ratso, Ratso. That's right. Sorry, got my weasels and my rats confused. I did too, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I think uh, it's time we took Ratso up on his offer for work. Very good. Sounds like a plan. All right, and we'll cut it there because it's midnight. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, it was. Now that we have to worry about the cops. Ah, you worry too much. Thanks. Uh, you going to sign out? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, so shuffle, paper, shuffle, shuffle. <laughs> Thanks for listening, and uh, keep 30 luck points. After.